Thanks, and welcome to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan with Linda Smith, who is the CEO and president of BBB Western Ontario. And Ask BBB is a program that gives consumers information from businesses they can trust. Linda, the last couple of weeks we've looked back at the top 10 scams of 2017. BBB is all about preventing scams and making sure that businesses you deal with uh, will be honest and fair. March is Fraud Prevention Month in Canada, but really for the BBB, every month is Fraud Protection Month. Yes, it is. And BBB's Scam Tracker is proving to be a very important tool in fraud prevention. Uh, Later in the program, we'll talk about Scam Tracker and one of its features, the Risk Index Formula. Well, one area where things have changed recently is door-to-door sales of utilities and heating cooling systems. And we're joined now on Ask BBB by Jamie Donaldson, who is the owner of Donaldson Heating and Air Conditioning. And we have a couple of topics to discuss with Jamie this morning, the door-to-door sales, and later we'll talk about water heaters. Welcome to Ask BBB, Jamie. Hi, how are you? New rules went into effect on March 1st of this year concerning door-to-door sales of heating, air conditioning, and related products. Uh, Is there something your company has ever been involved in? No, we've never really practiced a door-to-door sales practice in the past. Um, It's just not a market or or an approach we felt was good to go to market with. So how have the the rules changed, uh, Jamie? Um, They used to be able to come door-to-door and... And uh, just how did that work? They'd tell you you needed something or ask you for your bill and then eventually tell you you needed a whole new furnace. Yeah, so some some companies, and, and there was a, a rash of companies that would be based out of different cities that would come to your city and do a quick run-through. Uh, quite often they'd come up to the door and they'd represent themselves as, uh, we've heard of them represent themselves as Ontario, like the province of Ontario, uh, representing themselves as another local company, uh, or representing themselves as a national company. And they basically offer to come in or, or that their subcontractor come in and take a look at the equipment in your home. Uh, when they get into the house, there'd be a reason for why the equipment wasn't safe or wasn't healthy and needed to be replaced, and it would generate a sale for them. Uh, that turned into an equipment replacement or a water heater replacement um, or telemarketing. We'd see a lot of telemarketing. People would get phone calls for duct cleaning as an example. Uh, the reason the uh, the new legislation was put in place, the reason why it was changed was uh, that the Consumer Protection of Ontario, um, the group that oversees the Consumer Protection Act, was monitoring where they were getting complaints, uh, where the highest volume of complaints are coming from. And in this situation, the majority of them or the highest volume seemed to be in furnaces, um, air conditioners, uh, hot water heaters and duct cleaning. So they've changed the legislation to cover those areas. So uh, if someone comes to your door in those areas, there's now new uh, regulations. Um, any of the details that you can share that are changes to uh, what's happened as of March 1st? Yeah, so the biggest change is that uh, they can't come to your door anymore, okay? Um, there is uh, about 12 different uh, restricted things, uh, 10 or 12. It includes furnaces, air conditioners, air cleaning, uh, air purifiers, water heaters, water treatment, uh, water filters, water softeners, duct cleaning, or any combination of those or anything that includes one of those. Uh, they're not allowed to do uh, calling you anymore, so they can't do uh, call-outs, and they can't do door-to-door anymore. Uh, the only way that uh, somebody is allowed to discuss with you the purchase of this equipment is if you reach out to them. 
the one exclusion to that is if you currently have a contract with somebody, so you rent a water heater from a company, that company can reach out to you to discuss replacement of that water heater as part of the rental. So when you say call-outs, you mean telemarketing? Yes. Um, so duct cleaning, as an example, most people, especially if you have a home phone line, have experienced telemarketing from a duct cleaning company. Uh, in Ontario, they're not allowed to do that anymore. Uh, they can only come and deal with you if you have requested it. Okay. What are some of the on-site regulations then uh, that change things for you and, and companies like yours, uh, Jamie? Uh, so a couple of things that have changed for us, uh, it's mostly in, in the approach to sales. Uh, we never reach out to people in order to sell equipment. Uh, so people have to reach, get a hold of us. Uh, when somebody does get a hold of us, as part of a purchase uh, agreement with us, there is a form that we now have to provide. And all companies that deal within these uh, restricted items have to provide this form. It's not during the quote process. It is when somebody agrees to purchase from you. Um, that form is provided by Consumer Protection of Ontario. Uh, it outlays what the rights are of the individual. It also signs off stating that you did get a hold of the company and that the company didn't approach you with this. Um, it's basically signing off that uh, this wasn't something that was door-to-door. It's about protecting people. So now it's more important than ever for a homeowner to have some general knowledge of their own heating and cooling systems. Is there a source for unbiased knowledge that will help us determine if our system is in need of repair or replacement? Uh, it's hard to find somebody that's going to be able to walk in and tell you whether it needs to be repaired or replaced. It's going to be unbiased. Most of the people that can do that are technicians. They're going to work somewhere. Uh, the key is more knowing the company that you're dealing with, knowing that they're reputable, uh, knowing that they're respected, that they aren't the type of company to come in and offer you something that they aren't needed. Uh, best place I can recommend is actually through the Better Business Bureau. Uh, if there are issues, typically people are going to file complaints with the Better Business Bureau to let people know or, or to try and get resolution to it. And because it's recorded and it's advertised, people can very easily go on there and see whether there's anything against a previous company. If you're looking at dealing with somebody new or you're looking at calling around, it's a good place to start. So for our listeners, that's BBB.org. And in fact, the Better Business Bureau exists across North, North America. So regardless of the city you're in, you can go to BBB.org, enter that city, and you'll find information about uh, heating, cooling, and businesses you can trust. Uh, Jamie, is there anywhere that we can uh, look at this new regulation and, and learn more about it ourselves? So the best place I can recommend is the Ontario website. Um, so I believe it's Ontario.ca. Uh, if you do a search on there for consumer rules with regards to businesses entering agreements with consumers, it should pop up the legislation. Okay. You're listening to Ask BBB, and our guest this morning is Jamie Donaldson, who is owner of Donaldson Heating and Air Conditioning. And when we return, we'll talk to Jamie about getting into hot water. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. The Better Business Bureau serving Western Ontario is supported by over 1,800 businesses that adhere to a set of standards that believe in trust and transparency in the marketplace. And our guest this morning is Jamie Donaldson, owner of Donaldson Heating and Air Conditioning. Jamie, your company has been part of the Better Business Bureau for some time now. What prompted you to become part of the BBB? Really what what drove me to be part of the BBB was uh, some of the accountability. Um, when I opened my business, it, uh, we were fairly new in the city and I wanted to make sure that 
we did things above board, we did them correctly, and, and that people had a way to react if there was something we screwed up. Um, we're not going to say we're perfect. Nobody is. Every company is going to have its bad days. Uh, how a company reacts to that is important. And giving a customer a different avenue if I don't react the way that they're hoping I will uh, definitely helps them and helps hold me accountable, which is a good thing. Jamie, we talked earlier on SBB about the change in laws surrounding door-to-door solicitations uh, concerning heating and air conditioning and cooling systems. Uh, that includes water heaters, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Any, any water heaters and water purification is also in there. Okay. Well, we know that furnaces have changed uh, much over the last while and they're more energy efficient. Is that true of water heaters? Have they changed? There has been a change in water heaters in that uh, when you go to like tankless, they do go to high efficiency. Uh, they operate closer to 96 to 98% efficiency. Uh, so it's a little less money in order to heat your water. The drawback on it is the costs have also increased with it, obviously. Uh, the maintenance requirements for higher efficiency equipment does require more maintenance. Uh, there is some good to them. Uh, they're good for the environment. You get better uh, usage in your home. Uh, but there's a cost that's involved with it. Um, water heaters and heating systems to get together are the engine of your home. Is there any metrics on energy costs attributed to uh, to these? Yeah, so basically your HVAC equipment and your water heating equipment can account for anywhere between 30 and 50% of your household bills. Uh, depending on how old the equipment is, how inefficient or inefficient it is, it will change what that metric is. How long can we expect a water heater to last? You talk about the newer ones that are energy efficient, and we kind of wait till the old ones uh, worn out, or or should we go ahead and replace it? What? Uh, how long do they last? So it's a difficult question because it's really going to depend on where you live. Uh, London, as an example, we have very good water here. Uh, it comes in off the lake and anybody that's tied into the lake system uh, is going to enjoy the same kind of water. It doesn't corrode our tanks too quickly. We don't see a big buildup of uh, calcium or, or rust, which means the tanks last longer. In London, it's not unrealistic to see 15 years out of a tank. Uh, if you get into an area that's on well water, um, if you get into, as an example, just up an hour up the road with Kitchener-Waterloo, uh, where the water is a lot harder, uh, it's going to corrode the tank quicker, it's going to rust it out quicker, and you're going to end up having failures quicker. The average equipment is going to survive without too many major issues. It's when the tank fails that the water tank's done. So are there maintenance tricks we as homeowners uh, can do that will help it last longer? Uh, so the two big things I would recommend is uh, flush your tank. Uh, normally we recommend doing it every three to six months. Uh, there's a valve at the bottom of the tank, you just open it up, drain some water off. What that does is it takes the sediment off the bottom of the tank before it can build up to anything significant. It allows the flame to heat the water quicker. Uh, the second thing you want to do is uh, make sure somebody comes in, checks your anode every once in a while. Uh, an anode is going to be good for anywhere from, again, depending on where you are in your water, from three years to eight years. Uh, an anode is kind of a sacrificial lamb. It, uh, any issues with the water is going to chew the anode up before it starts to chew the tank up. Okay. If the uh, anode's gone. What is the anode? <laughs> so it's, a, it's a, a probe that goes into the top of a water tank. Uh, it's about six, eight inches long. And it, the metal that it's built out of is a lighter metal than what the tank's built out of. So when you talk corrosion in water, it's what typically rusts into the water before the tank rusts. Okay. Um, if we wait until it needs to be, your water heater needs to be replaced, we sometimes have to make a very hasty 
decision in, in the purchase. What are the, some of the things we're going to have to consider? Uh, the two biggest things to consider is whether you want to go with uh, a tank or a tankless. A uh, biggest difference between the two, uh, with a tank, you're paying to heat the tank of water 24 hours a day. Uh, realistically, most people use hot water for showers and maybe around cooking. Uh, beyond that, there's not a whole lot that we use it for. So for one hour period, maybe in the morning and an hour period, maybe in the evening, that's when we're using hot water. The other 22 hours of the day, the tank still has to remain hot. So you're going to hear the hot water heater turn on, heat the tank up, heat the water up, and then shut off. It's really not doing anything but keeping the mass of water warm. Tankless works a little differently in that it only heats the water when you ask for it. Um, the nice thing about it is once it does start supplying water, it will never turn off. Like you'll have constant flow of water, of hot water to wherever you're going. You could leave it running for an hour and a half. You're still going to get hot water out of it. So once we decide what type of water heater we are going with, what are some of the other things we should uh, consider? Uh, one of the big ones in Ontario, and you'll see this extend into Quebec a little bit, is the option between ownership and renting. Um, outside of Ontario and Quebec, ownership is really the primary amount. Rental isn't something that's very uh, considered very often. In Ontario, rental was something that was implemented by Union Gas. It was back when they used to do the work in your home before they separated it and branched it off into a different company. And they would uh, rent water here very cheaply in order to get people onto natural gas. So they made their money off of the natural gas sales. The water heaters were just something to get you onto them. That's now kind of shifted off. Uh, it's an independent company that does the, the rental heaters on them. Uh, long term, it's going to be cheaper in most places to purchase the unit up front. Uh, it's not as convenient. It, uh, by renting it, it allows you to make sure that if something does fail, it's going to be taken care of uh, and you don't have to worry about anything. Uh, when we look at that uh, outright purchase price then, uh, is the cheapest necessarily the best or the most expensive the best? How do you decide? The two different styles that you get, tankless and tank, uh, for the most part, you're going to find they're going to be about the same in the marketplace. So the brand isn't going to matter quite as much. There are some good things about some brands, some bad things about some brands. But at the end of the day, they all do the same thing and they're all going to be pretty consistent for longevity. Um, it Really, it's going to matter uh, your usage, how you use it and what your budget is for it. Jamie, thanks for bringing us information both on the uh, change in the door-to-door -door legislation and uh, this information on water heaters. I think I'll go and test the tap right now. Our guest has been Jamie Donaldson, who is owner of Donaldson Heating and Air Conditioning, and you're listening to Ask BBB. When we return, which scams have the highest risk, and how is that determined? Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Linda is the CEO and the president of BBB Serving Western Ontario. And March is Fraud Prevention Month as declared by the Competition Bureau of Canada. The Better Business Bureau Scam Tracker is a great tool to use year-round to help prevent fraud. Well, let's just talk about the scam tracker that you'll find on the BBB website in general. How, how does this work, Linda? It's a North America-wide uh, program that allows consumers to report scams. Uh, we can, we've recently announced the top 10 in Canada. So specifically in Canada, um, you can report your scam and it collects the data and you can see by region which scams are prominent, so which are um, even by our communities in London, what's happening here by, and it's self-reported. And you can see the map and you can see 
the highlights, and you can zoom right into the city of London to see the number of scams that have been reported. Right. It's really it's, interesting. It's, it's fascinating, actually, because you might think that it's just happening to you, and then when you look on the map and you see what's happening in London versus Toronto versus Kitchener versus Windsor, and then you even compare that data to Vancouver, and it could be very different. It could be regional, and there's patterns that you start to see that it could be moving from coast to coast. And uh, they put together top 10 scams. The last couple of weeks, we've gone over those. We reviewed the top 10. Uh, The number one scam was online purchases. So out of all the scams out there, how did BBB determine that this was number one, Linda? The Better Business Bureau Scam Tracker uses a risk index. Uh, BBB Scam Tracker Index is a unique product to the BBB, and it's an algorithm that no one else has looked at for... uh, formulating scams, and using this formula, it determines real risk. We've uh, we've announced, I mean, everyone is vulnerable, uh, regardless of age. Uh, BBB Scam Tracker is helping us identify those high risks and debunking long-standing myths, uh, but no one else uh, should let their guard down. Uh, BBB Scam Tracker Index formula is exposure times susceptibility times monetary loss. Those three factors help us understand what scams work and how we all are vulnerable. And by figuring out how we're vulnerable, we can then educate the public on how to avoid those particular scams. Mm -hmm. Scammers are clever and constantly adjusting their strategies. And consumers' education is an ongoing effort, and BBB um, is engaging in the ongoing effort to educate the consumers. It's our best weapon in the fight. So, Linda, uh, some of the most talked about scams didn't turn out to be as high on that risk index. But, of course, if you were personally scammed by any one of these, it's number one on your list. Uh, Yes, but BBB observed a decrease of more than 60% in a number of scams reported related to, for instance, the tax collection scam compared to 2016. Um, we used to, we talked about the CRA scam this year with the twist and including cryptocurrency, but traditional, the traditional CRA scam, uh, is, and decrease is likely to, uh, arrests that were actually made in Mumbai, India, where the alleged ringleaders of the CRA scam ran significant call centers. So that's just an example of what happened and what changed for our risk assessment in 2017 versus the previous year. Now, one of the the, uh, scams that got a lot of media attention and was talked about a lot was the, can you hear me scam? The scam is that if you answer yes, they have uh, you on record saying yes and can use that to prove you agreed to whatever they are selling. In 2017, that was the year of the Can You Hear Me scam, and BBB received more than 10,000 reports with Can You Hear Me narratives. However, the susceptibility of these calls appears to be zero. We do not have any credible evidence in BBB Scam Tracker that the Can You Hear Me issue should be categorized as a scam. So according to the risk index, online purchases took over as the number one scam then? Yes. The most common online purchase scam in 2017 were related to pets, clothing, cosmetics, electronics, and automobiles. Uh, the offers of free trials was also a common tactic for these online purchases. 67% of scams involving cosmetics and 60% involved nutrition products also mentioned a free trial opportunity. You get the free trial, and then all of a sudden you realize that you're signed up for a long-term contract Mm -hmm. that you can't get out of. 
When we look at scams in general, um, were there any big surprises? Home improvement scams dropped from number one riskiest scam in 2016 to number six in 2017. And among the top 10 riskiest scams in 2017, two new scams joined the list, travel vacations and government grants. And two left the list, romance and the sweepstake lottery prizes scam. The top destinations involved in the narratives of the travel vacation scams in 2017 were Orlando, Florida, Disney, Mexico, Cancun, and the Bahamas. Was there any age group that was uh, more vulnerable? No, and the riskiest scams vary by age, gender, and geographic area. Risk also uh, varies with military and student status. And all of this information is available on the BBB website, eh? Uh, go to bbb.org backslash western hyphen Ontario and look for the scam tracker. And you can check out any business in the BBB business directory. You can see the company's BBB rating, learn what they do, and read any reviews that they have been posted. So that's Ask BBB for this time around. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Remember, Ask BBB. And start with trust.